0: Welcome to Mouthful with Shanti, a podcast where we talk about race, culture, sex, gender, everything under the kitchen sink from an intersectional point of view. My name is Shanti Trun. I am your host. If you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have been listening, I appreciate your ongoing support. Our episode today is with Delphine, a pro-dom, and she's coming in to talk to Humi, a pro-comedian, about kinks. And so here we go i'm back you're back thank you for having me back <laughs> thank you for being back yeah you know, totally i have cotton okay. mouth already we oh, just no. started oh. and i can reveal okay that i've gotten up
1: <laughs> <laughs> am i making you nervous i'm giving I you a dry mouth so
0: <laughs> we're gonna talk about so much sex stuff Ooh, so great <laughs> so one thing i recently learned about is financial domination oh, okay. financial domination i think you said it's called fin dom fin dom which is yeah. what a man gives his money to a woman and then to a pro-dom and then she makes him earn it back through embarrass- embarrassment or submission or, you know, things like that.
1: Well, that's not exactly my exact understanding of financial okay, domination. Okay, good. I don't really have an understanding. Okay, great. I just so, gathered
0: that from a TikTok video. Okay,
1: so my understanding of financial domination is that... um You know, the money is the vehicle of the submission. So the man has to pay the dom um, because he's unworthy, Um, and you know, she may ignore him even if he pays her large sums of money. She may. I think a lot of people have this like ultimate fantasy of being like totally ruined financially by some. God, we need more. You know, I really support this.
0: Yeah, I really support this kink, and I feel like, actually, it's kind of philanthropic in a way, you know? I really think it makes up for the inequities that women face. I
1: definitely think, like, there definitely is a thing in sex work of, like, kind of like, yes, I'll take this money and, like, redistribute it over here to my community. But I do think that, like, people that do financial domination do have, like, some kind of responsibility to, um, you know... Leave someone a little money to, like, buy some yeah. groceries or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you can't,
0: because then how can that customer be sustainable? Right. And this is not
1: my, I, yeah. d- I don't do this fetish personally, Um, and I don't know, like, I'm not, like, immersed in it, so I don't maybe know a lot about it, but I know yeah. a lot about it. Yeah.
0: This was one where I was like, man, that sounds like a pretty awesome situation. Because- yeah,
1: and I mean, the thing is that I think a lot of people hear that and they think, like, like a lot of sex work things are like, oh, it's, like, so easy, blah, 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 blah. But I think it's actually really hard because a lot of what these people that want this type of domination, they want a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, they... Um,
0: so it takes up a lot of time. It's not it just, can like, having to make you bag every Sunday.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, I think a lot of... I think there are people who are really successful at it and I think that, um, I think most people that are doing it are probably just making like a bit of money from it. A lot of like conventional marriages and like relationships have like this element of like financial entanglement that feels like adjacent to yeah. sex work, to me at least.
0: Yeah. But then I feel like some women look down, not just women, a lot of people stigmatize sex work. So. Yeah sometimes that's hard for me because I feel like a woman would understand the inequity a woman faces. So why judge someone who is in the line of sex work? And lately I've been hearing feminism being thrown around in regards to how some people don't see sex work as feminist or something like that, which also uh, I don't know too much about. But the term that I stumbled upon is SWERF. Mm -hmm. And so that term, I guess, is targeted towards people... I forgot, what does SWERF stand for?
1: Um, So SWERF stands for Sex Work Exclusionary Radical Feminist. So these are people who are feminists who... Um, or they're, like, radical feminists who basically believe, like, people that do sex work um, don't have agency. I mean, they sometimes go so far as to say that every time someone does sex work, it's, like, rape. Like trafficking, like, sex trafficking, which is probably usually sexually assault, is, like, not sex work and is not yeah. considered part of sex work. So they're two totally different things. And, like, sex trafficking is horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and definitely, like, things need to be done about that as with, like, all forms of labor trafficking, but, like, um, consensual sex work... um, I mean, you can be assaulted during consensual sex work, but most of the time, for people that are doing sex work consensually, um, they have agency to make their own decisions, to choose their clients, to do the acts that they want to do and not the ones they don't want to do. And so these, like, Swerve type of people just, like, think that we're just, like, totally brainless, like... I don't know, sex dolls or something that can't like make any decisions for ourselves. Whereas like, what, I mean, for me, and that, so for me and for me, sex work is not necessarily an antidote. I mean, it's all tied together, but it's not as an antidote to um, like patriarchy. It's an antidote to capitalism, but they're mm-hmm. so intertwined that yeah. it's, hard to say you know yeah whatever but there are also sex workers who are men and like non-binary people and other people well, so they still have to like, navigate through the misogyny totally.
0: through the patriarchy that's in the system totally yeah of course yeah 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 which really sucks how stigmatized it is because you know it it leads me to go to think like some women support well Some women support sex work because they see that women do it, but then they won't support men that engage in supporting sex work themselves.
1: You mean like men who are clients? Yes. Okay, yeah, So it's like a
0: woman will be like, oh, you do sex work? I support that. This society is fucked up and you do what you need to do. And a man would be like, yeah, I support sex work by paying them in in their line of work. And then it would be like, wow, you are really scum. And it's like, mm, that's kind of hypocritical. So I guess I want to kind of unpack that a little bit.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a couple of different things. Like, first, I will definitely say that, like, I think a lot of people, like, especially in, like, the heteronormative kind of world, have this idea that, like, oh, if a man sees a sex worker, it's because, like, he is, like, a loser. Or, like, he can't pick up girls or he's, like, bad at sex or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like... It could really just be that he's really busy and he's horny and he doesn't have the time to go on Tinder and like chat with a million people and hope that something works out. He wants to get a sure thing and he has the ability to do so. And so and then it could also be like I think a lot of people are in the situation where they're married or they're in a long term relationship Um, their, like, sex drive has, like, divulged from their partners, um, or there's some other stuff going on, and they just want to get laid. Um, and, but they don't want to be, like, cheating with some unknown quantity that's going to be, like, calling them at, like, 2 a.m. or, like, whatever. It's understood. Yeah. Um, and... Also, like, some of them are just, like, normal people who are not in any of those situations, who just want something easy. Yeah. You know, it's a rough swiping world on Tinder out there, you and know? And time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. And you have to,
0: like, win someone over to get to a safe space to be able to feel like, okay, I think we can have sex. But it's like, well, let's get to that safe space quicker if we can just acknowledge Yeah. what we're trying to do. So that makes sense. Yeah. I guess that leads me to think, like, of course, everyone's experience is different, and we cannot generalize. But have you noticed? Um, and so, are you? You're white. Are I'm, you white? white. Okay. I'm white. Okay. Sometimes I'll be like, and some will be like, I'm yeah. Mexican, and I'm like, oh
1: fuck, I'm sorry. You're I'm white. Passing. I'm also Jewish, but I'm like a white Jew. Okay. Yeah. So
0: I guess from your perspective, noticing different people in the line of work that you do, have you noticed if like people of other races or other body types? Maybe fat, maybe have a disability, or are from a marginalized groups like maybe a trans, maybe the trans community. Do you feel like they face? How do I frame this question?
1: Well, okay, I feel like I, I feel understand like, feel the question that yeah. you're asking. Um, and I feel like yeah, like um, definitely um, people who. Are marginalized in everyday society also face like
0: more marginalization in sex work. Um, Like, so to go with an example, like I had a guest and she talked about something like the fat tax. Mm -hmm. Like, things for fat people are more costly Mm. because of XYZ. Mm -hmm. So, when it comes to making money in this industry, do Mm -hmm. you feel like there is? a loss of some sort for people that may fall into a certain group?
1: So I I can only speak of like what I've heard of mm-hmm. like friends talking about um, or like what I've seen maybe like on social media. But I definitely have seen people who um, would consider themselves fat like say that like they can't charge as much or like they don't yeah. work as much as other people. I've also seen some like interesting discussions online from – um black sex workers about like feeling like they can't wear their hair naturally or like feeling like worried that if they like wear their hair naturally like they're not going to get as much business or like these mm-hmm. kinds of things that like you know i've never I've had never to even thought about that yeah. yeah um and then also like i think with people that come from these more marginalized communities you know the um i think some of some people from these communities might feel like they have less of an ability to screen their clients um, because they they might, don't have access to certain
0: resources you need to be able to do that.
1: Well, or they may feel like they're not getting as much business, and mm-hmm. so screening is like a, sometimes a barrier, you know, to getting yeah. clients. Um, and so, like, they may not be able to work like as safely as like people that have more mm. privilege, um, and. Yeah, but there's also, like, another side to it, too, which is that um, a lot of sex worker not a lot. In the Bay Area, I would say not a lot, but in the world of sex work, there's a lot of sex workers who won't see clients of, like, certain races also. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Okay, so then there's discrimination or preferences or whatever people want to call it on both ends. Yeah. So what are some – I guess I'm very interested in hearing what are some – discriminatory ways of thinking that sex workers may have against society um
1: one thing i see a lot is people put like no aa in their ads which means no african-americans oh my god i was like um,
0: alcoholics <laughs> i was like no alcoholics geez yeah. that's like a huge demographic to knock out but also so is african Americans. yeah Wow. Um,
1: and so i mean to me that seems like terrible and it seems like racist yeah um i know i feel like it's like a line because if there was any other business that was like i do not see black people i mean they wouldn't be able to operate as a business but this is obviously like a business that like combines these things
0: it's so intimate i've seen that hair is a big thing yeah and so i've seen your page and you do have hairy in the beginning sometimes and i've seen you rocking your armpits and being like You know, for me, I find the kink of hair um, strange because I find hair natural. So I'm like, why is this natural thing a kink? And then I'm like, oh, wait, society and capitalism has made it be weird to be hairy. Fuck you. And so I guess I'm just wondering, tell me about your experience with, you know, um, promoting this side of you and how it impacts you know clients and what y'all do together so
1: when I first started doing escorting I was like oh I guess I have to like shave my pussy now or whatever and I was like oh, I really don't want to and then someone was like oh you actually don't have to that's like a whole thing and I was like oh okay so I just like left it and like but i didn't really focus on it for the first couple of years it was just like i'm hairy and then like there would be like a few people that would like find me who were like oh i love your bush yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. um and but then like most people would just be like oh i don't mind like hair whatever and then when i started doing more online sex work in the pandemic i was like oh this is like a thing Thank you, internet. Yeah, and then I started like promoting it more and being more about that. Um, How do you
0: promote hair?
1: I mean, just like posting my little hairy armpits on Instagram. I guess are there like different armpit
0: poses? Because there's different foot poses. You stretch the foot a different way. There's one where it's like bend it this way. They want to see the extension of this area, you know, and things like that. I saw a video where like a dude, a dude was hit up for foot pics and he explained what positions that the requester wanted him to be in and so there are like movements you know so i'm wondering like one where like toes were like this you know so i'm wondering with armpit hair promotion or hair promotion, are there like different poses where you're like, um, ooh, this is the pose?
1: Not really. I mean, what's the armpit pose? Anything? Delphine. I mean, I can't show them without them paying for it. But yeah, basically something like that. What um, about the like, like? Yeah, nose they love it if it. you're like sniffing it or like licking <laughs> it. They like love it. Um, Damn it,
0: I'm just giving away free shit you now. We totally just... are. Well, they didn't see the hair, so yeah. So it's okay. Awesome.
1: <laughs> um, and then like bush, like you know, they love. I mean. Who doesn't love to see pussy? But, like, yeah, Bush, like, they love, like, hairy asshole. Um, I'm just, like, naturally not a super hairy person, so my legs, like, naturally don't have much, like, hair on them. But some of my friends that are hairy, like, they have, like, facial hair. They're, like, super hairy, like, all over their body and, like, you know, stuff like that.
0: I've heard that garam masala helps with hair growth. Um, The lady, yeah, the lady that actually does my eyebrows and uh, my upper lip. Sometimes they're like, wow, so much growth. Must be eating garam masala. I'm like, bitch, back up. Uh, But I didn't know that. So garam masala to help with hair. But also I was reminded a pose that could promote Bush. Oh, okay. I remember when I was younger, and I would go to the water parks, and some of the, you know, we're in high school and stuff, so we didn't really learn how to tame, and like some bushes were like making the the bikini push out. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the hair was so thick and plentiful. Yeah, that you could see the the shape like change. The poof. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, some people put a sock in for dicks. Oh. You know, you could maybe find. You know, like a little oh, hairnet or like some kind so of Michael's. Let's go to Michael's. Yeah. Joanne Fabrics. Here we come. Okay. We could make a craft. We could craft a bush. You Do know? Do you
1: know that there actually is um, a thing called a Merkin, which is like a pubic <laughs> hair wig? <laughs> Did you know about this?
0: I thought I was just fucking making it grow. No. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, my God, a toupee, a two pussy. Yeah. A two, I don't know. Yeah.
1: But I think there can be merkins for, like, dicks, too. I don't know, actually. But, oh yeah. Oh, my God. And I don't really know why those were invented, but they are a thing. I but, guess your
0: pussy gets cold after all this waxing and shaving and right? stuff. Right?
1: Yeah, totally. You gotta um, cover
0: up the ingrowns at one point.
1: Right? But, I mean, but yeah, being hairy is... Great, cause like I go to like yoga class and I just like roll out of bed and like put on my sports bra and then I go there and all these other people have they're like fully shaven and I'm like they must have like just shaved like yeah. before the class and I'm like and I did shave like maybe like eight nine ten years ago and I'm like remembering like it was a lot of work actually you yeah. know. And so, and then you're, like, worried about it. You're, like, oh, do I have, like, stubble? If you're, like, going on a date with someone, you're, like, is it, like, how is it? And then, like, ingrown hairs. And, like, I also feel like, honestly, and this is, like, a big part of the fetish for some people, but I genuinely feel like I smell so much better Yeah, not shaving. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is it called something, the fetish?
1: Um, like... Being hairy? I don't
0: know. Being hairy. That's Uh, the fetish. Not shaving. Let us see. Okay. Trichophilia. Trichophilia, Trichophilia. also known as hair fetish, is when someone feels sexually aroused by or attracted to human hair. This can be any type of human hair, such as chest hair, armpit hair, or pubic hair. Okay. Okay, that makes sense, because trichotrolomania or something is something where you pick your hair. yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess tricho would be the... That part of the word prefix or whatever the fuck that part of the word yeah. is, okay, yeah, yeah. trichophilia. Yeah. Oh yeah, trichophilia. Yeah, trichophilia,
1: but no, I don't think anyone ever calls it that. Like, it doesn't sound very if they're sexy. They're like, I'm searching up some hairy babes. They're not like, I want. Some it sounds like they're trying babes. to pull one
0: over you. It starts with trick. Yeah. So already I'm like, I don't know if I could trust you. <laughs> um, Trickster.
1: There is this other word. Well, so there's this word called hirsute which sometimes means hairy but there's also a condition called hirsutism okay. that some people that are like ha- hairy models have which i think is often caused by like PCOS maybe okay um where like there's like extra hairy yeah
0: yeah okay yeah okay cool yeah so then i guess we wanted to go into another fetish because you brought um you brought show and tell today i did and so I'm excited. So first before we go into talking about or showing what we're doing, okay. I'm sure there's some things with safety that must be discussed about rope things before yeah, totally. and asphyxiation. Which of course we don't have all the information here, but
1: Yeah, so I mean before you like engage I mean, even not just tying someone up, but just like any BDSM activity. Um, before you do that, you want to like establish boundaries, be like, is there anything you don't want me to do? Is there anywhere you don't want me to touch, et cetera. I mean, especially if you don't know the person mm-hmm. um, very well. And then, safe word. Yeah, you also want to do, like, a safe word, um, which, like, red, red, yellow is, like, a good system, where, like, red means stop, and yellow is, like, oh, you're getting close to my limits. Um, and then you want to have, if you're, yeah, you want to have, like, a pair of, like, safety scissors, which are, yeah. like, um...
0: Just in case They're shit like goes
1: crazy. cutting scissors so you can use them like against someone's skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then
0: like check ins, you know? Yeah. Everything okay,
1: this good. And like you could like make it like hot. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be like it doesn't have to be like, isn't everything okay? Like you can be like It is hot when y- it's yeah, like Yeah, it can be okay. like oh wait. or you can be like, How does that feel? Like, does that feel good or like whatever? Like, you know, it can be hot. And I also would say like, you know, Porn is, like, a different realm, like, especially BDSM porn. I see a lot of things where people are trying to emulate things they've seen in BDSM porn. And it's, like, what you don't see in BDSM porn is that Mm. what you see is the person and, like, the model or, like, whatever. Or maybe there's a few people. But what you don't see is a whole crew of people off the camera that are helping to make sure that it's safe. And so, um, like, you never want to have someone, like walking around unsecured with, like, their hands, like, not available because if they fall, um, they're going to fall on their face and they're not going to be able to protect themselves and that's going to be shitty. You also don't want to have people walking around unsecured. God, I haven't really thought
0: about that. Yeah, Yeah, you don't
1: want to have people walking around unsecured. I see, like, these, like, spreader bars that are, like, really popular. You don't want to have people, like, standing. What are spreader bars? It's, like, this, like, device that is, like, a bar that has little, like, um...
0: Like when a woman's pregnant, you put your legs into those things? No, no, no,
1: no. It has little rings on the end, and so then you can, like, tie a cuff or rope to it so it keeps people's legs apart or Okay. And so you don't want to have someone standing up with, like, no support while wearing Mm. that because they're going to be really off balance, and especially if their hands are tied behind their back, they are might fall on their face and like break their nose or their jaw or something not sexy so we want to avoid that yeah so you always want to have someone either like laying down or you want to be physically holding on to them or um like in like a dungeon you'd have like a point that's like
0: safely above
1: that where
0: this was so casually said (laughs) what do you mean in a dungeon i have
1: no chill i've never
0: even been in a dungeon it's only in books in your
1: in your play space or whatever some is that people what it's called that are serious you know they have like a point in the ceiling so you can like hook if someone's hands are behind their oh. back you can like have them just not not suspended but just ho- hooked up to it so that they don't fall over on Got their it. face yeah Got it. okay yeah 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 okay yeah i personally like functional bondage because I mean the the actual act of like tying someone up can be part of the play yeah I'm like for me I'm like I want to like tie someone up and then I want to like fucking run with them and I want to like get to that yeah part so like I don't necessarily do in my like both personal and like professional bondagey practice um I don't really do as much like complicated stuff or as much decorative stuff and I don't really do
0: um, suspensions. You do utilitarian bondage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And not to compare this in any way, but with guiding uh, a body through a tool, it's similar. it makes me think of me walking Bernie. And huh. I think of how the leash, there's a certain ways I can move the leash yeah. just so simply that move him so simply. Yeah. And so not to compare anyone... You know to I mean, some to people would like to be like compared that. to a dog, yes, nothing in this is context, no shame in the boudoir. I'm not, yeah. discriminating against anyone, I'm just thinking about parallels in my mind, but
1: totally, yeah. And like, um, kind of in that same vein, sometimes I just like to like, um, tie a little leash around someone's balls, and then that really yeah. has like the same yeah. effect as, like, yeah, yeah, now you're gonna go wherever I want you yeah. to,
0: don't eat that cat shit, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> totally okay so please show me um well I guess you know um I would love to see you tie something and uh okay can I tie so, you yeah, up a little bit yeah you can tie me up to I you know whatever extent that uh, okay we're you know that viewers get to watch for free well I'll just <laughs> I'll just show
1: like a little bit of oh something really simple so this is like how the rope is when you when I put it away this is how I do it there's like other ways to do it but I like this way because then you just like unfold it and it's like, oh, oh. It's like
0: so sexy. <laughs> but then you like,
1: then you like, if you had like this wo- like a wood floor, I can just imagine
0: of, you in heels right now, just standing there like, whoosh, yeah, like not like a whip, but like dropping it like that.
1: Totally. So then you like match up the ends and make sure that they're like all lined up, and then like so. There's like a rug here, but if it was like on the wood floor, it makes like a really nice sound. I can imagine. May I like try a little bit over here just to see yeah, what it sounds yeah. like? I mean, yeah, that that's does like sound a good. good. Sound. Yeah. So now, when you are the bottom, like you know, it's like the top's responsibility to take care of you. But if you know some things, you can also like protect yourself. So you can like leave a little bit of space in there.
0: Ah. Um, okay. And like
1: good bondage is actually not tight against the limb itself. It's like tight enough that the person can't get out, but it's loose enough. It doesn't have to be tight against the limb yeah. because they just have to not be able to get out of it. Okay. It should allow for, like, circulation and, like, so this is, like, how the rope is when you when I put it away. This is how I do it. There's, like, other ways to do it, but I like this way because then you just, like, unfold it and then it's, like, oh. oh. It's, like, so sexy. <laughs> then
0: you, like,
1: then you, like, if you had, like, this, like, a wood floor. I can just setter. imagine
0: you in heels right now just standing there like, what? Yeah. Like not like a whip, but like dropping it like that.
1: Totally. So then you like match up the ends and make sure that they're like all lined up, and then like so. There's like a rug here, but if it was like on the wood floor, it makes like a really nice sound. I can imagine. Can I like, can I, like try a little bit over here just to show yeah, what the sound yeah. is like? I mean. Yeah, that that's, does like, sound, a good sound good. Yeah. So now, when you are the bottom, like you know it's like the top responsibility to take care of you but if you know some things you can also like protect yourself so you can like leave a little bit of space in there ah Um, okay and like good bondage is actually not tight against the limb itself it's like tight enough that the person can't get out but it's loose enough it doesn't have to be tight against them yeah because they just have to not be able to get out of it okay. it should allow for like
0: circulation and like this part of the interview is available in video form check out my patreon page link and bio so thank you thank yeah. you for showing us that yeah. and so i guess specifically with bdsm with people that might be wanting to explore with you know things outside of your regular missionary Yeah. What is something that you advise for people that are just beginning on this journey or thinking about it?
1: Um, I mean, I would say like, I'd say like start small. You can just start with like verbal role play. Um, I would also say like, I mean, porn is a great way to get ideas, but I would also say like, it's important to remember that porn is like not the way that most people have sex um and so like you can get inspiration from porn but like come up with your own ideas do what makes you feel comfortable don't let people pressure you into doing shit that you don't want to do um and like try everything that you want to try at least once and maybe twice to make sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, yeah.
0: Cool. yeah. Do you want to drop your social medias? Is that Yeah, totally. Yeah, please. please. Um,
1: okay, so on Instagram, I think I'm I've had to have like so many different Instagram accounts. I know, and I'm gonna tag um, you also, Okay, cool. So if you can't remember it up to okay. be like Sean, people tag me. Okay. Um, I think my Instagram is now Harry Delphine. Okay. Um, and then my Twitter is Delphine underscore X underscore. <laughs> Um, I do have a TikTok, but I don't really post on it, but I think it's just like Delphine underscore X underscore, Perfect. perhaps, maybe. Awesome. Yeah. I had fun. Yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, that yeah. was of really fun. I learned something new. Cool. I got
0: my first BDSM, like, little demonstration.
1: I learned what trichophilia is. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, thank you so You're much. Oh, yeah. Indian
0: woman. shares. <laughs> Because we're very ladies. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, everyone, (laughs) for listening. Please follow Delphine. Uh, Follow us. If you're enjoying the show, please give us a five star on Spotify. Um, I would really appreciate it. And uh, take care of yourselves. Have healthy sex. Take care of your body. Sleep well. And wash your butts.
1: Wash your butts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Please.
0: (laughs) God, please. Wash your butts. (laughs) Yeah.